Hi, this is the Mentoring Lab Podcast, where we create a work BFF mentoring movement, one episode at a time. Here are your hosts, Sarah and Kelly. Hello, and welcome to the Mentoring Lab Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelly. And I just want to say, before we get started, Kelly, um, to you and to our listeners, happy Women's History Month. Yes, and happy Women's History Month to you, Sarah. I had the serendipitous moment of um, just clicking on um, uh, the Army is now live, and there was this phenomenal um, story about Women's History Month and the Army band, and they were interviewing the different musicians in the band and their background and how they got into the Army and how they um, used their music to have a career and to serve the nation. It was quite phenomenal. I really enjoyed that this week. And like I said, I just stumbled upon it because my phone said the army bean is now live. So I checked it, you know, clicked and said, what's this all about? And it was just so awesome. So incredible. Great, great, great stories about women in the army. It's interesting. Um, I didn't know that existed. It's army now live. Yeah. Oh, I have to check that out. So like you, I've kind of been going into the rabbit hole the last, especially the last week or so, because um, this past week was uh, International Women's Day, which tons of articles and posts um, by women for women were popping up, especially on LinkedIn. I'm trying to be a lot more active there. And it's just been really amazing, like you were saying, to see the spotlight on different women throughout the world and just how they're making a better place for all of us. But I do find it very interesting to learn more about their origin stories and how they got into whatever profession that they did or, you know, what led them to that. So I am always very intrigued to learn more about people that way. Yeah. And their journey, their journey, yes. their journey. Yes. yes. Yep. I love that. All right. It is time for our weekly shot, our whiskey Wednesday. Although I won't be having whiskey today. Um, Kelly, I could ask you to take two shots for me, but <laughs> I don't know if you're up for that. That may make this podcast very interesting. <laughs> so I'm on a journey on myself, um, a journey, a new journey for myself, excuse me. Um, so I will be doing a shot of green juice today once we get to that. And um, maybe that is something I will be sharing with our listeners a little later down the road of this 75 day challenge and journey that I'm on. But before our lovely toast, let's talk about our wins and our losses for the week. Um, do you want to kick us off, Kelly? Sure, I will. I am going to start with my loss. Okay. And the loss is um, self-inflicted stress. And, <laughs> you know, I normally say I'm fabulous because I am fabulous. And I try to keep that energy and that mindset all the time. But I did have something happen this week that was self-inflicted stress. And it was um, total mind games, if you will, Um where I was to, you know, ask, Hey, can we have a chat, um, at four o'clock on Friday? Um, and for whatever reason, you know, like an hour before suddenly my mind went to, you know, because it wasn't put into context. So I didn't know what the chat was about. So I immediately thought, Oh, did I do something wrong? Did I mess up? You know, am I going to get bad news? What is this about? So it didn't end up being like that at all, but it was just that level of stress that, um, I put on myself for mm -hmm. no good reason. Um, so anyway, so that was my loss or my learning moment. And um, the learning moment from that is, you know, don't immediately think bad. You mm -hmm. know, 
just like you shared a couple of weeks ago about your cat at mm-hmm. the dentist. You searched <laughs> everything on the planet of what could possibly happen. Because they say everything you worry about happening is likely not going to happen. Exactly. And of course it didn't, but I did, it was self-inflicted. There was no reason for that. I just, I put that stress on myself. So that was my loss to learn from, from this week. And then my win is, um, you know, like many others, we've been cooped up in the house for over a year and, or just about a year now. And, um, so I went out, out, out for like the first time, um, other than to see my father who is 89 years old, but I went out to, um, the um, outlet um, to the, what was it? The um, Under Armour store, got mm-hmm. a little treat for myself and we went to the Shake Shack and we had dinner. So it was good quality time out of the house with my um, family. So that was that was my win is actually going, venturing out into the world that I haven't really been exposed to in about a year. So it was, it was good. It was a little different, but it was good. It was good to be out, get some fresh air, you know, saw the big national Ferris wheel all lit up and um, you know, the sunset was just beautiful. So it was just nice to get out and everyone that, you know, was wearing masks, but everyone was friendly. So it was a very calm, but enjoyable environment. That sounds nice. Um, Just to get out like on a non, like, like family, you know, to go see your family or just like I was telling you, I go to the grocery store um, in Target and I do that once every two weeks. And I really look forward to that, but I can't wait to get out and do something like what you just, what you just described. Um, that'll be really nice to go to an actual like real store and buy clothes, not from Amazon. But <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. All right. So my win for the week is actually uh, was part of my rabbit hole finding this week, going through LinkedIn, reading all the wonderful articles and posts um, by women. And I came across this company, their profile on LinkedIn, and I'm probably going to butcher the name um, because I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but I want to say it's called the We or Why Suite. Um, It's capital uh, W-I-E. And I came across her LinkedIn profile and it's a private membership community for women leaders and creators. So, Uh, What really caught my attention, one of their posts is they posted a campaign this week asking people, men and women, to donate 2 million mentorship minutes to help and guide women who are trying to re-enter the workforce. So an interesting fact they had posted, but I'd also heard earlier on the Today Show that over 2 million women have uh, been forced out of the job market for various reasons since the beginning of COVID. So that's what their campaign is about, is matching the 2 million women who are out of work due to COVID for various reasons to match it up with 2 million mentorship minutes. So I encourage everyone listening out there to donate at least 30 minutes of your time. I think we could all find 30 minutes in a month um, where we have some downtime or just stop our Netflix for a moment to help someone else. So I, I'd like to encourage people to check out their campaign via their LinkedIn page or you can go to their website, which is www.thewiesuite.com slash mentor. And uh, I've already shared um, with some people with our mentoring community at work that I'm donating 180 minutes. And I'm doing that for two reasons. One, because I'm an overachiever. But that's just a joke, a bad joke. Um, two, I didn't really read. <laughs> I had a Kelly moment where I didn't really read. Um Clearly, once I went to their webpage, so they're looking for 30 minute increments and a lot of people are donating 120 minutes from what I'm seeing on LinkedIn. And originally, I thought it would be an hour per person. So I was like, well, I could do three or four people, but they're really looking for 30 minutes at a time to donate your time. So that's if I would have read that, maybe 
I wouldn't did as many minutes, but I probably would have. Um, so yeah, I'm doing 180 minutes. So just guys go out there, check it out. It's a, it's a great initiative. And then my loss for the week is the last two weeks have been just very busy and somewhat stressful. And you, as you were saying, talking about self-induced stress, um, I've had some mini stresses at work that have been building up and all of them are things I can't control. They are outside of my control, but yet I've been letting them control how I felt or feel. And there's been several instances this past week where I have a hundred percent let my emotions take over and just really drain me and make me so freaking angry over some really dumb shit. (laughs) I just, And then I get angry at myself for being angry at this dumb shit that I can't control. And at the end of the day, it's not life or death. It is what it is, which I know a lot of people hate that saying, but I've been doing pretty good with controlling my emotions, but I've been letting them get the best of me over the last two weeks and just over some really stupid stuff. So that's been, I guess my loss for the week is just getting more emotionally drained. But again, the plus side or the positive is I'm not, I have acknowledged it. I am acknowledging it and trying to work on it. Um, why, right? Life is short. Why let these things piss me off? It's work at the end of the day, just let it be and just move on. So. Yes, Sarah, just let it be and move on. Easier said than done, especially when you're in that moment. And we're going to talk a little bit later about um, the chandeliering um, Mm -hmm. term, I guess it is, that Brene Brown had, um, I think she coined or she uses, but it's similar to what you described. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So why don't we get on to our shot and then on to the podcast? How about it? Yay, let's do it. All right, you ready? I'm ready, girl. Here's to our wins. Here's to our losses. Here's to one day being our own bosses. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That was yummy. I had um and I had the coffee one today. Cause I haven't had coffee since January. And the past couple of days I've been like, I think I need a cup of coffee. I think I need a cup of coffee. So I'm gonna supplement with the whiskey. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was really tasty. <laughs> It was really good. I I haven't thought of putting it in coffee yet, but Mm -hmm. I know someone else that does. And I'm like, oh, I've never tried that. But anyway, that was, it was great for our Whiskey Wednesday toast. So are you ready to get on with our topic for the day? Yes. So today we're going to be talking about burned out, getting burned out at work. Um, What does it look like? What does it feel like? And um, some best practices Um, to either help us prevent getting burnt out or when we're in the process of it to help us overcome it. So really quickly, I wanted to give a history lesson um, because I was kind of curious like when this term first came about. And what I found in my research was it was first coined in 1975 by psychologist Herbert J. Freudenberger. 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 Okay. Again, or Freudenberger. Freuden or Freuden. Who knows, right? I'm the queen of butchering names, so I do apologize. Um, So he first coined it in 1975, and specifically, he was referring to clinical workers that had really heavy caseloads. And he defined it as like the physical, emotional, or mental exhaustion that is usually um, accompanied by decreased motivation, lower performance. And here's negative attitudes towards oneself and others. And that's kind of like what I was going through the past two weeks. And 
I never, I knew what burned out was, but I never knew the official like medical definition. And can I just say like when it was like decreased motivation, lower performance, mental exhaustion, negative attitude, I was like, check, 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 check. <laughs> like, I was like, been there, done that, um, still experiencing it off and on. Yeah, I suspect that many are probably burned out and don't even know that it's burnout. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you get in such a routine of going, 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 going. And like um, this past week, you know, that the one night I was going, 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 going to one o'clock in the morning and then Friday was a Friday night until 9 PM. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you're going, 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 um, you get burned out, but you don't, the way you just described it, like you said, your brain's going check, 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 check. Yep. That's me. That's me. That's mm -hmm. me. That's me. So you may be burned out and may not even recognize the signs of it. So I'm really glad that we're going to be talking about what it is and what the signs look like and some things that people may be able to do to um, not get so burned out. Right. So I like how, or it's interesting how you just mentioned, like you had the two late nights back to back, right? And then thank goodness you had the weekend to kind of reset because what I'm hearing from there is a lot of people do that like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And to me personally, I've been there before and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. So, and then the weekend comes and you may or may not have a chance to decompress and reset from it. And before you know it, Monday's here again, and it's, it, it's just continuing to build up. Right. To compound. And what you're describing is that chandelier that I mentioned earlier. And that's that feeling where, Everything inside of you, your whole being, you just feel like a volcano that's just getting ready to erupt <laughs> or you do yes. erupt like, and you just need to scream or something just to let it out. Um, and again, that's called chandeliering by Brene Brown. I had not heard that before, but I can totally relate and recognize to that feeling where it, it's a physical thing inside of you and you just feel like, you know, you're going to explode. Um, but when that does happen, um, that is the stress. So if you scream, cry, whatever you do to get that feeling out of you, that's just dealing with the stress. It's not dealing with the stressor. Mm -hmm. And the stressor is like you're saying, all those things building up to that moment. And, and that's what we need to talk about today is how to minimize or reduce those stressors so you don't get to that point where you're getting ready to explode on someone. Uh, but the one thing that through my reading that I learned that doesn't work and I am completely guilty of it because I am super positive is <laughs> telling myself everything's okay. It's okay. And, and I think you uh -huh. are guilty of it too, where it's okay. It's okay. So accommodating. It's okay. It's okay. Telling yourself it's okay. Mm -hmm. When you're at that moment, that's an indicator. That is your body physically reacting to something mm -hmm. and you have to pay attention to that sign and make changes to do something about it because otherwise you know, it's going to end up to even bigger health issues, you know, down the road if you don't deal with it. So chandeliering, I have never heard that before. So could we dig just slightly a little deeper into that? Like, why is it called chandeliering? Like, what I heard was it's like the buildup of all the stresses. But yeah, it's so I'm not quite sure exactly where it came from. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's an overwhelming burst of pain, or um, stress so intense that you can no longer contain it, hence the volcano. Um, and you want to jump as high as the chandelier because chandeliers oh, are usually really high okay, up there. Gotcha. So, so that big 
you know, <laughs> jumping high, that explosive, you know, just getting off the ground, getting away from where you are, just bursting it right out of you. So that's funny you say that. Okay, because I'm going to share something. I may, I may or may have not shared it before in this, but I think I've shared the story with you before. And I definitely like my uh, my beloved work BFF, um, who's out there, hopefully listening. She has heard this before. So when I start to get really stressed out, and I think I'm climbing towards that burned out the chandeliering, I right love that. I refer back to the movie and I love this movie. And my partner's like, why do you like this movie? It's kind of depressing. I'm like, because it's real life. Um, It's called This is 40 um, and Paul Rudd's in this movie. But long story short, I always refer to this scene. And this is my moment when I am building up and ready to just like fucking lose it. At the end of the movie... Um, he, the whole movie, he's stressed out personally and professionally. There's just so much going on in his life and his wife's life, their life together, et cetera, business issues. And he gets upset at towards the end of the movie. He leaves his house. He, he loves to ride his bike. So he's riding his bike like a crazy madman down through the neighborhood. And he turns on the side street and he starts to pass an SUV. And out of nowhere, the gentleman in the SUV opens his door and Paul Rudd, runs into the door, flips over, gets hurt pretty bad. And they start getting into an altercation. And the man's pissed off because he ran into the car. Paul Rudd's pissed off because he just flipped over. And they start to argue. And Paul Rudd says to the guy, you know, you're supposed to watch out for me. You're supposed to be looking. And the guy says something back to him like, I don't know you. I'm not supposed to be watching out for you. And then Paul Rudd starts to jump up and down and scream. And this is what I identify with. And he says, no one is ever looking out for me. And when I heard, I saw this movie like 11 years ago, like I was like, well, 10, 11 years ago, around 29. And this is 40 because him and his wife were turning 40. And at first I was like, holy crap, is that what 40 is going to be like? But then I was like, even at 29, I identified with what Paul Rudd was going through. And I don't know, maybe I looked too much into the movie, but to me, it was an analogy where you had these personal stressors, these financial stressors, professional stressors, and it was building up and building up in the whole movie. He's trying to keep his shit together. And at the end, some random stranger does something to him and it all comes out like no one's ever looking out for me. And that's my chandeliering moment. And I have those, I'm, I'm happy to say not very often, but now I've identified that's when I'm starting to get towards that burned out road is when I want to jump up and down like a five-year-old. Now I know that chandeliering and I want to scream. No one is looking out for me. And um, I do have those moments. Right. Right. And that's, that's when you can identify with you've reached your threshold. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone can deal with certain levels of stress, but when you're at that chandeliering moment where you're mm-hmm. about to jump as high as the sky or erupt like a volcano, that's when you've reached your threshold. You cannot take any more. So I like that. I'm going to start to say that instead of being like, I know I'm being like a five-year-old right now and throwing a tantrum and jumping up and down. I'm going to say, I just want to jump as high as the sky. There's <laughs> that light up there. But no, that's very fascinating. That's um. Thank you for, I mean, thank you for teaching me, for mentoring me on that right now. <laughs> Um, I feel a little validated in my feelings, but so I just mentioned a couple of signs for me. So I am a very, um, I don't want to say very, I'm an emotional person. And that does have a lot of, 
societal like negative connotation connotations, excuse me. But so some signs for me, again, is when I'm ready to explode like that and jump up and down. And I say all the time, no one is ever looking out for me. And then a voice is like, no one's supposed to, Sarah. You're supposed to be looking out for yourself. Or how are how are people supposed to look out for you if you're not communicating your needs, your wants, what's working, what's not working, how stressed you are? So for me, when I start to get easily agitated, and easily emotional about like I was just saying the past two weeks getting mad over some stupid shit at work that at the end of the day doesn't matter that's when I know I'm starting to climb that hill of being burnt out so are there any signs for you um Kelly when you start to feel like that I I would say yeah probably the similar ones that um you get a little short-tempered if you will Mm -hmm. um I'm I'm German Irish, so believe it or not, I do have a temper. <laughs> I don't get no. angry and I don't get upset often, but when I do, um, I it's I, it's really mad, and um, and it does come out like a volcano. Um, but like I said, it doesn't happen very often because I I think I'm just at a point in my life where I don't let many things bother me. But when I do get upset, I get upset um, to like. A, a one to a 10 in, you know, like that, it mm-hmm. happens very quickly. And, but I also, like I've mentioned my 24 hour rule, I've learned enough to don't do anything. <laughs> Just hold on, you know, wait till tomorrow, sort through the feeling and then you'll be better. But mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely um, can identify with, you know, short tempered um, irritability um snapping, just not having patience um, for situations or conversations or things. So I I think it's perfectly natural for everyone to be experiencing um, those type of symptoms, if you will. Mm -hmm. And especially, which is leading to um, COVID, you know, we're almost, uh, well, actually we're a year into it now. And like I said, early on, I have been in this house for a year you know, I haven't gone out. So eventually this cabin fever is going to explode. So um, thank goodness the past few days have been, you know, kind of nice. So, you know, could walk out to the deck, just stand there and close my eyes, let the sunshine shine on me, you know, then walk back inside like, you know, three minutes later, you know, just to get a little bit of change of scenery and um, of the environment. So I think that makes a difference too. Um, but during the you know the COVID situation, we're all working from homes. We're juggling our full time career. We're juggling our um, some people have students in virtual learning. So sometimes I feel like I'm a school teacher that I'm not trained to be, nor should I be trying to do it. <laughs> but um, and then also you know um, being at home with your family twenty four seven for some people that's been very stressful. That um, just you know, being at home in the locked in the house has been very stressful for them. Yeah. So I was trying to think back to with COVID the past year, because like has it brought on a different level of burnout for me? And I would say at the beginning it did because I, I wasn't at the beginning, probably the first one to two months wasn't learning to turn off. So I was working past quote unquote, my regular working hours because I'm like, oh, it's so easy to do. It's at home. It's in my home office. Um, you know, I don't have to go anywhere. So, and, and then sometimes I find in the evenings, I get my best work done. My best thinking comes after four o'clock, believe it or not. I've learned about myself. Um, but then I did, I started to feel like just tired and I recognized it. And plus my partner recognized it. And, you know, it was just like, what are you doing? You need to take time. You need to, you know, you 
work to live. You don't live to work. Like there has to be some sort of balance. So I feel like I've been more fortunate because we don't, like you're saying, people who have children at home have to teach them like you do. We don't have that situation. So I think our level of burnout might have lessened more with working from home. At the beginning, it didn't. But as we learned to set boundaries for ourselves and, and shut off in the evening when we're supposed to. So I feel like I have been kind of lucky with that. Um, but it has brought a different level of burnout during the day because all these freaking meetings, man. Yeah. And back oh my, to back to back to oh back to back gosh. to back. I've, I've talked about this with you and I've been reading articles on this. Um, and every day probably something pops up on Instagram or LinkedIn or just a news thing. Yes. The back to back meetings. And I think like, was it two months ago? I was like, wouldn't it be nice if um, our organization would institute and it would have to come from top down where it was one day a week, whether it was, I'd like to say a Friday, but our schedules are really strange where we work, where some people have every other Friday off because we work longer days through the week. So I don't know if Friday would be a good day or not, but like, for example, Monday, no meetings, no meeting Mondays. And I, I was like, that would be awesome. Oh yeah. No, no meeting Monday would be awesome because anytime someone says, can we meet on Monday? I'm like, no, Mondays are crazy. Monday is meeting Monday, you know, starting at eight 30 and nine o'clock and 10 o'clock and, you know, on throughout the day. And I don't think it stops until about three 30 or four o'clock on Monday. And I, I don't know why we do that to ourselves, but, um, we could look at, you know, potential things that we can do to mitigate. I mean, the schedules are what they are. Uh, we, we're, we, me and you are obviously not going to change them, but taking into consideration, um, the stressors that this environment has put on people and maybe put more breaks in between meetings mm -hmm. or only have meetings in the afternoon and, uh, or meetings in the morning and no meetings in the afternoon, something like that. So some type of balance, if you will, um, to, free up the back to back to back to back because sometimes it's, you know, you literally don't have time to run for a bio break um, because one meeting bleeds into the next meeting. But, um, but there is some things there that we can do ourselves to self care and to stay ahead of the stress. And um, that the first one I'm going to talk about is having a routine and uh, well, I'll say setting some boundaries, if you will. And with it, with setting boundaries is having routines. If you, I think we've talked about this before with time blocking mm -hmm. is, you know, if your workday starts at this time and it ends at this time, use a highlighter, highlight it on your calendar and know that th this is my time block. This is when I'm going to work. So set a routine um, with this is what I'm going to, when I wake up, this is what I'm going to do because having repetitiveness sets you into a good pattern of routineness and there's less chaos. So if you um, have a routine and you're going to, this is when you start work, but before I start work, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this or what have you. So having repetitiveness and a routine is one thing that can reduce the stress and reduce the burnout. And that comes down to the end of that day when it's that stopping time, like you've started to do is, is actually stopping. So many people I know bleed into the five, six, seven, eight o'clock hour mm -hmm. because they didn't get to do it during the day. So it's really important to just because you're here and your laptop is in front of you, you don't need to keep going. Um, now, for me, and it's no excuse, when I'm on a roll, sometimes it does me more detriment to stop. 
mm-hmm. because I'm on a roll. I got to keep going. I got to get it out of my head because if I stop, it takes twice as long to get my mindset back to where it was when I was on that roll. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's okay once in a while, but it should not be the norm. It should be the exception like it was Thursday night when I worked till 1 a.m. I was on a really good roll. I was like, I can't stop. I just got to keep going and and get what I was doing done. Um, so another um, thing that is important is seven to eight hours of rest and or sleep. And I'm not saying you need seven or eight hours of sleep. Some people say seven or eight, but you need what your body needs, but you need to be attention to that and rest. Resting could be In the morning, you wake up, you take 10 minutes and just breathe. Or at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you take 10 minutes and you just breathe. Just rest. Rest your mind. Rest your body. And just don't do anything. Disconnect from everything so you're mentally giving yourself a rest. So that's the difference between the rest or the sleep. Sleep is definitely critical. But taking a little break during the day is a stress reliever and will reduce burnout as well. And then, of course, physical activity. You know, going for a run, doing some type of workout, going for a walk. I've noticed um, since COVID, I have a neighbor who I see her three times a day where she lives at the top of my hill and she takes her dog for a walk. So that's, I'm noticing she's getting a rest from her crazy work day. She's an executive in another organization, but I see her taking those little breaks. So I'm glad to see that she's doing some physical activity and that's the um, break at the same time. And then positive interactions, you know, be engaged with um, positivity, talk to people that are positive. You know, if there's negativity in your life, try to rid yourself of that um, because the more positive that you are around is going to be infectious to you and um, impact you in the way that you think as well. Because you heard me say you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So if you're always spending around negativity, you're going to take on that negative behavior. So focus on being positive, even if it's just reading an affirmation in the morning or at lunchtime or in the evening, something just to, um, I want to say like put a positive blanket around you to um, keep your mindset in a positive place. Mm -hmm. And then another one and the last one I'm going to talk about right now is creative expression. And that is just getting, um, doing something creative, using your mind for something other than work and other than being a mom or a wife or a virtual um, substitute teacher, if you will. That's what I feel like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you can do that is, um, you know, g- sports, get involved in sports or arts or playing music or sculpting or theater or journaling, something creative that gets your mind thinking about other things or very much engrossed in the creative part of your brain versus the part that you're using to work every day. So putting boundaries in place and adopting some of these um, recommendations should reduce the stress and hopefully keep you from burning out. And we're getting to a point of chandeliering where you just feel like you're going to explode. And um, it reminds me of a time when I didn't realize it when I was younger, but we used to, I shared this with you, Sarah, my mom, we had, we used to keep burnt out light bulbs in a grocery bag and we kept those because she would have those chandelier moments. And when she was feeling stressed out, she would go to the basement and she would like be throwing the light bulbs on the floor, smashing them. And that, <laughs> that's what helped her to release that stress or release that um, tension that was, that was, you know, building up in her like a volcano. So, um, I think it's important to, you know, life is very different than it was, you know, 40 years ago or yeah, 40 years ago. That's about right. Um, 
So now you can do things and people have done a lot of research on burnout and stress and things that you can do to reduce that or even mitigate it completely in your life. Definitely. I love that light bulb story. And now I'm like, hmm, do I have room in my house where I can keep a bag of light bulbs? Because <laughs> now they have those, you know, like they have those breakout rooms and I forget what they call them, but they have those rooms where you can go now. They're like similar to breakout, but they have like furniture and glass stuff. You can go in, you can just destroy a bunch of shit. Oh, oh my yeah, God, no way. <laughs> I forget what they're called. And they've actually opened up a few in our area. And it's so funny because Kevin and I were just recently talking about that. And we're like, Oh, when things start to open back up, we want to go to one of those. And we want to just take a sledgehammer and start bashing stuff and getting all of our frustrations out. So, but I, now, I wonder if it really feels as good as it looks. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God. It has to, it has to taking in. But my question is, where are they getting this stuff from? Because I've seen pictures online and it, I'm like, are they going to every thrift store within a hundred mile radius and buying all glass knickknacks? Cause they have like glass plates and knickknacks and furniture. Um, oh, it's got to, I mean, have you, I used we like a long time ago, like we used to have hit a heavy bag, like when we were really stressed out or in, in part of our workout routine is we would kick and punch a heavy bag. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and that feels that. good. Not that you want to, you know, take a sledgehammer and, and smash people with it or punch it or kick the crap out of them. I don't know. Some people I like to maybe drop kick now and then, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be real. But, oh, yes, we'll have to take a field trip and we will have to go to one of those places and do it and then report back and do an episode about how how. I don't know. Maybe we felt better. Maybe we felt worse afterwards, but I think it would be amazing. Um, but love that light bulb story. And I think I might try that, but then I'm like, Oh, that's a mess to clean up. So where can I do it? But anyways, <laughs> but I love it. Um, a couple of things I wanted to add on. Those were really great tips is, uh, going back to the, uh, your seven, eight hours of rest or sleep kind of goes with what I wanted to say with time to reset, to let your brain rest. Right. So sleep is extremely important, but also during the day, if you're like me, like I'm a big introverted person, believe it or not, um, but I am, and I need time to re reset or decompress. And you and I have talked about it before where our decompression, like that drive home from work used to be my decompression time from the entire day. And I would use that. And then sometimes I'd actually come home after that and for 15 minutes meditate to kind of just be like, all right. Let's get in a new state of mind. I'm at home now, but we don't really have that, especially, you know, I don't have that. You don't have that because we're working from home. So the mental exhaustion again, and, and leading up to the burnout from the back-to-back -back meetings is like crazy. I think we meet more now than we did pre-COVID. Um, so if it's within your control, um, whatever you're able to control on your calendar, I think it's really important after meetings or presentations where you have to be on. And what I mean by on, you're an active participant. You're going to be either a co-speaker or the speaker. Um, what I try to do and what I recommend other people do is after those meetings or after those presentations is to block at least 30 minutes on your calendar to use as that, re that mental resetting, that mental decompression time to kind of be like, oh, okay. I'm going to breathe now. That's over. I kicked ass. That's done. 
Let's put that in the past. Let's calm down, you know, and and, and start to get focused on what, whatever our next task or meeting is. So it's doing those 30 minute blocks after any big meetings or presentations. Um, the next thing I've started doing, I didn't do until probably the last two months is I do have my own home office. Very lucky from that. Um, I do have to say, I, I acknowledge that where I'm not working from my dining room table, my kitchen table, my couch. Um, some people choose to do that. They they love to do that. Some people don't really have a choice and have to do that. So wherever you're working at from your home or even when you're in the office, I think it's really important to eat lunch away from your workspace. I just started doing that like the last couple of months. I get up from my workspace, my home office. I go downstairs to the kitchen. I make my lunch. I sit at our um, kitchen table and I'll put something on my phone, like something fun, whether it's a documentary I want to catch up, a true crime podcast. And for those 30 minutes, it's just my lunch in that world. And a couple of times I've actually found myself where I forgot I'm actually working because <laughs> I'm so like, I'm just relaxed. And that's the, that's the break I needed. I'm so relaxed. I'm like, Oh, let me hurry up and finish. I need to get back to work. This isn't a Saturday or Sunday. So it's eating lunch away from your workspace. And then the last thing is um, about setting a, a morning routine. And you touched on that. And I call it getting right with the day. So um, it's it's the time blocking. Again, I've done this for a long time is the first 30 minutes of my workday is devoted to checking email. So I'm looking at the email that's come in that morning and maybe one or two emails. Hopefully it's only one or two from the evening before. So spending the 30 minutes of each day looking at email before I start my day. And something new that I just started doing is... Um, like a lot of organizations, companies, um, they use MS Teams or other internal communication tools to communicate, to hold meetings, whatever. I just recently started not connecting to MS Teams for the first hour. So I need to get in the right mindset. So if you're able to control and do that, I highly suggest that. Don't immediately go in and, and logging into every IM system. You know, instant messaging, whether you, you know, it's a different tool you're using or MS Teams or Slack or, or what have you is taking that time because it's to me, it's the same as when you'd come into the office and I would need a little bit of time. And I think most people, whether you're introverted or ex extroverted, you need some time to get your bearings. Right. And it's like coming into the office and being there for five minutes and immediately people coming in. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, I have this question. Or can you answer this for me? Or what are you going to do about this meeting? Or, hey, I have this problem. And you're just kind of like, ah, like, let me get in. Let me unpack my bag a little bit. So that's what I equivalent um, it to right now is just getting right with the day. And that I actually found that has I just started doing that. And that's helped me 100 percent, just even though I'm I'm literally rolling out of bed and going into the <laughs> quote unquote, my office, but just really helping me mentally get there by not logging into those communication tools for the first hour. Well, and Sarah, on that, when we were in the office, instead of people like standing in line to pop in on you, like right. we talked about earlier, what people do now is they watch your green light or your oh, red yes. light on your team. Yes. And they're like, hey, they're like, hey, I saw that your light went green. Do you have a minute? Yes. <laughs> they pop in on you yes. virtually. Yes. yes. And, so what <laughs> I do is sometimes I log into the next meeting an hour early to keep my light red so I can have that time to actually do some work. Do you know what I mean? You know, I started doing that too. And I noticed a couple other team members I work really closely with, we've started doing that. That's actually, thank you for uh, mentioning that. That's another great thing. Like just because you're quote unquote available because you're not in a meeting or what have you at that time, 
if you can, the put the do not disturb up or busy. So you have that time to do real work or just have time right. for yourself. Know that you're right. And that's why I stopped signing in immediately because it was like, ping, 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 ping. And I already see like when I log in in the morning and email, I can already see messages I've missed in those things. Someone was trying to reach me. Yeah. So that's a great point. Yeah, that's why I did that because immediately it's like, oh, she's she's working, and then and then all this all these people just try to reach out to you, and I'm like, oh, I still need time to like to get my mind right to get ready for today, right? Or or like I like I take notes during meetings, and I like to consolidate those notes and you know put them you know type them up, make them make sense because when mm-hmm. I'm just writing them out, they're 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 my thoughts in real time. And sometimes you need to shape them into a sentence that's going to make sense later is like, instead of what did I mean by that? Mm -hmm. You know, so I like to have that time to do that. And um, some days it's back to back to back to back and it's the end of the day and I'm trying to reconstruct those notes and you just can't. So. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. All right. So I think we've given a lot of tips um, to help set the boundaries or cope with stress before you get to those chandeling chandeliering moments or my Paul Rudd moment, for example, where no one's ever looking out for me. Like but now I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm I'm not a five year old. It's it's a real thing I'm coping with and dealing with right now where I'm gonna jump up and down and, and scream. So you know, Sarah, what something else that just came to mind that I was thinking about was um what I and maybe we'll do it in another episode is we're talking about you know stress and burnout and how has COVID the environment you know affected that or um, made life different, but I wonder if anyone is feeling stress about going back to work. Ooh. You know now that we are in this environment for mm-hmm. a year, I know a lot of people are really liking it and have found a good work balance. So maybe we'll do another episode on like return to work and um or if anyone that's listening, if you have any comments or thoughts, you know drop it on one of our social media pages. What are you feeling about the thought of going back to work? For some people it could be stressful because they've adjusted to this and this is mm-hmm. working. And the thought of having to readjust um, may be causing more stress. So I'd, I would really like to hear people's thoughts on that if they have any and they want to, like I said, drop it on our Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn page. No, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's a great thing. That would be another great topic to talk about. Um, yeah, I don't even want to think about going back to work. <laughs> I just I don't think about it. I'm in denial, right? <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of our Work BFF Mentoring Tribe. Again, our movement is growing through your support of our show, but most importantly, by all of us answering the call to support other women at work through our mentorship and friendship. From your Work BFF mentors, be safe, be positive, and tune in next week.